6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, it has been a landmark in Edmonton's River Valley for over a century. The high-level bridge was built by the Canadian Pacific Railway Company between 1910 and 1913. Ownership of the bridge was transferred to the city of Edmonton in 1994, and the last major rehabilitation of it took place in 95. Well, apparently now it's time for another one, but what does that look like? Let's find out with Pascal Latisseur, who is branch manager of infrastructure and design with the city of Edmonton. Pascal, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you. How, how long is your commute these days? I actually uh, walk to work, so it takes me about 15 minutes. Oh, perfect. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so you don't have to worry about the potholes or, um, you know, angry angry people in trout. Well, I guess you still could in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, Pascal, I, I'm curious to know, um, when it comes to the high-level high bridge, I mean, that's just, I, I love that bridge. It's just so iconic in this community, right? What needs Absolutely. to be What needs to be done with it right now? What are, what are it's not the issues, but it's a refresh. You know, needs to be spruced up. What 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 work needs to be done? Yeah, so absolutely. So it is part of just the regular kind of maintenance of our infrastructure. And so what we're looking to do is repairs, rehabilitation, and some replacement of components. And so that includes looking at the roadway uh, deck, so where the vehicles are. Uh, we'll be looking to uh, reestablish the protective coating on the steel. Uh, repairs to the concrete foundations, and then we're going to be looking at replacing some of the components of the steel structure as well. So I think it's important for people to to know, though, that the the, the structure itself is still very much structurally sound. I mean, this is just, you know, keeping working well, right? Absolutely. The structure is in good condition. What we're doing is proactively investing in it to maintain it safe and usable uh, for the next 25 years. Yeah, so... can you give us an idea? Um, is is are, are the bridges in our city? Are they are they? Um, I don't. The word isn't investigated. Are they are they inspected? Um, you know, monthly, every six months, every year. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So we routinely uh, inspect. We start with visual inspections once a year, or if there are any. Uh, uh, reasons to complete a, an inspection. So there could be an incident or mm-hmm. there could be suspicion of something that's deteriorating. But generally, uh, once a year, we do a regular uh, visual inspection of all of the bridges around the city. And then every um, every five years, we would do a more in-depth inspection that would allow us to understand how the structure is behaving, uh, how it's deteriorating, and how it's evolving for its age. And so uh, that's our regular maintenance uh, inspection program that leads into determining our regular maintenance program and helps us understand where to invest and where to uh, put money uh, to keep those structures. So how challenging is it to keep a structure that was built over 100 years ago for a very different uh, amount of traffic and traffic usage, um, you know, where it needs to be for the amount of traffic that it sees in 2022? Yeah, so fortunately, you know, they build really good structures in those days. And so uh, as much as the uh, high-level bridge is um, uh, coming old (laughs) into its age, uh, it is a really good structure. And so what we need to do is really look at um, continuing to maintain uh, the components themselves, invest in uh, protective coating, for example, to ensure that we continue to give the life cycle out of those elements. 
and then also make strategic decisions about enhancements that we want to do. And so, as we've talked about in the report, there are things that are not necessarily feasible, uh, but that what we can do uh, within the realm of what the structure can take, mm-hmm. we're happy to look at that and move forward. And so that's where the improvements around active modes uh, are going to be prioritized. So the... Um the 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 rehabilitation that I think is being recommended. There was three options put on on the table. What what kind of cost are we looking at here? So yeah, so we we did a very thorough evaluation of different scenarios, and we are moving forward with a rehabilitation that will include um, strategic enhancements related to uh, active modes, so pedestrians and cyclists infrastructure. And so at this point in time, we're very early in the project. And so the anticipated cost is in the range of 135 to $270 million. Okay. Has there been consideration of building a new bridge? <laughs> Do we want to go through that again? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. That was part of uh, our review because the amount of rehabilitation is significant. And so we did our due diligence, reviewed all the options that were in front of us, including either keeping uh, the high-level bridge and building a, um, a second bridge that would allow us to enhance uh, vehicular traffic as well as uh, include more mass transit or regional rail. Mm-hmm. Um, or we looked at a full replacement of the high-level bridge. But at this point in time, uh, looking at the investment uh, that was made in the high-level bridge and the life cycle cost, we determined that the rehabilitation is the the way to go. So, and and that looks like a potential construction starting in 2025. I'm curious to know, and 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 I suspect that you take all of this into consideration when making recommendations when you're looking at doing work like this. But the impact on users, on on vehicle use, on pedestrian use, on cyclist use uh, during the time that that uh, the the refurbishing is going on, what does that look like? Yeah, so absolutely. So we have been looking at the twofold. Uh, The first one is we're looking at the overall network. And so we have a lot of bridges that have been uh, either built in the same era or will be requiring uh, uh, investment in. And so we're looking to coordinate and ensure that the network Mm. is uh, is, uh, able to accommodate detour routes and things like that. So we finished the Grote Road uh, bridge, for example, are going to be making, inv- uh, Walter Dale has been uh, completed a few years ago, and so those prepare us uh, for the possibility of closing the high-level bridge. And then uh, over the next couple of years, that's a lot of the work that we'll be doing, understanding detour routes, understanding um, how people will be able to, uh, using different modes, um, access the two sides of the river, and uh, we'll be doing public engagement, public mm-hmm. consultation as well to inform that. Pascal, you mentioned uh, the Walterdale Bridge. Every time I still see that bridge, I I can't get enough of it. I mean, I know there was a lot of challenges with it and delays and all that sort of stuff, but boy, oh boy, does it look amazing. I agree with you. (laughs) We are very proud of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's like, oh, it's a grown-up city. We have this big grown-up bridge, and it's just (laughs) spectacular. And, of course, you know, the high level, I mean, I I remember the very first time I drove over that, uh, you know, when I moved to Edmonton so many years ago. And, of course, the historic relevance (laughs) of that bridge, all of that has to be, you know, kept in mind during all of this, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's a big part of our analysis and it will be a big part of the work moving forward is maintaining the historical consideration of the bridge. And that will be, you know, front of mind uh, as we do the design for the rehab. Well, I sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join me this afternoon. Thank you for this. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Take care.